Hello and welcome to Just a Guy and his journey back to God. Today we're in Psalm 31, but before we go there, let's go to God in prayer. Father, thank you for today and for watching over us, and thank you for your word. Out of your word today is a key concept of trust, and so often being being a person who wants to be in control, it's hard for me to relinquish it and to just trust, because there's a lot more to trusting than just doing it. And so, Father, I pray as we read, as we go through the readings, that our hearts and our minds would be open to you. And we would be able to understand more and trust you more with all that we are. I pray that we could trust you so completely that we love you with our whole minds, bodies, and souls, and then can love others as ourselves. So, Father, I lift up this reading and this time to you. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So I'm going to do things a touch different. Um, I'm going to first read some comments from Charles Spurgeon just about this psalm and the first verse of it. You'll see in the summary that I've put in two versions of of verse 1, where one is New King James and one is the New International. And then I've also included a verse or a couple verses from Mark 9, um, verses 23 and 24. The first one from Psalm 31.1, the New King James Version, says, In you, O Lord, I put my trust. The New International Version, in you, Lord, I have taken refuge. And to me, they're both very similar, but they're also very, very different. Um, One is, I run to you, and I take refuge in a safe place that I know and believe will be there and will protect me. The other one is, I trust you and have really nothing else I have to do. And I think that they both are the similar. I'm trusting in that refuge. I'm, I'm having faith that that refuge will withhold. And the other one is all about just plain old trust. And I think the slight differences, actually probably because it's a word that has multiple meanings and its interpretation, I think though it's actually perfect when you look at them together. I'm having faith in God. I'm trusting him that whatever happens will be right for myself and anyone else I care about. And often I struggle with this. It's easy for me on a daily basis when things are going well to talk about trusting God. It's easy for me or easier to say how I have this great faith or think I do. It's when things really start to go challenging and get difficult, then all of a sudden, do I really trust him? And then I often think about the father in Mark 9, where he goes to Jesus because his son throws himself into the fire. And he says, God, if Jesus, if you, you know, if you, my son does these things, if you, if you can help us, it would be wonderful. That's my paraphrase. And Jesus says, if I can, he said, everything is possible for one who believes. And immediately the boy's father exclaims, I do believe, help me overcome my unbelief. And that's where I'm at so often. I believe, but I still have doubts. I believe, but I'm scared. And I have to say, I trust, help my 
my lack of trust. And so it's really one of those situations where it's God recognizes who we are. He recognizes our unbelief. He recognizes our challenges. So that's what I really strive for is to understand and to grow further and more closely to him so that my lack of trust, my weakness in trust is highlighted and it's smaller. So Charles Spurgeon writes, this psalm was meant to be sung, therefore it was dedicated to the chief musician. Yet it is a psalm of which at least half is very sorrowful. All our hymns are not meant to be joyous ones. God permits us to take a wide range in our psalmology and to express the feelings of our heart, whatever they may be. You will see here and there the light of Christ shining on this psalm. If it does not shine on him, at any rate, he shines on it. He goes on about verse 1. In you, O Lord, do I put my trust. He writes and asks, Is that true of you, dear friends? Never take your trust upon trust, but be quite sure that you trust in God. If it is so, acknowledge it, and never be ashamed to say, In you, O Lord, do I put my trust. So with that, let's jump into the reading. It's about 20-odd verses. It's longer for, in comparison to a lot of the Psalms we've been going through. In you, Lord, I have taken refuge. Let me never be put to shame. Deliver me in your righteousness. Turn your ear to me. Come quickly to my rescue. Be my rock of refuge, a strong fortress to save me. Since you are my rock and my fortress, for the sake of your name, lead and guide me. Keep me free from the trap that is set for me. For you are my refuge. Into your hands I commit my spirit. Deliver me, Lord, my faithful God. I hate those who cling to worthless idols. As for me, I trust in the Lord. I will be glad and rejoice in your love. For you saw my affliction and knew the anguish of my soul. You have not given me into the hands of the enemy. You have set my feet in a spacious place. Be merciful to me, Lord, for I am in distress. My eyes grow weak with sorrow, my soul and body with grief. My life is consumed by anguish and my years by groaning. My strength fails because of my affliction and my bones grow weak. Often I feel like that, especially when I'm in the midst of some scary trial. Verse 11. Because all of my enemies, I am, a, I am the, because, all, because of all my enemies, I am the utter contempt of my neighbors and an object of dread to my closest friends. Those who see me on the street flee from me. You know, I've actually been there before where I've gone to my friends too often. I've gone to them bitching and moaning and they're kind of like, dude, um, I'm busy right now. I am forgotten as though I were dead. I have become like broken pottery. For I hear many whispering, terror on every side. They conspire against me and plot to take my life. But I trust in you, Lord. Again, there's that trust. I say, you are my God. My times are in your hands. Deliver me from the hands of my enemies, from those who pursue me. Let your face shine on your servant. Save me in your unfailing love. Let me not be put to shame, Lord, for I have cried out to you. But let the wicked be put to shame and be silent in the realm of the dead. Let their lying lips be silenced. 
for with pride and contempt they speak arrogantly against the righteous. How abundant are, are the good things that you have stored up for all of those who fear you, that you, be, that you bestow in the sight of all on those who take refuge in you. In the shelter of your presence you hide them from all human intrigues. You keep them safe in your dwelling from accusing tongues. Praise be to the Lord, for he showed me the wonders of his love when I was in a city under siege. In my alarm, I said, I am cut off from your sight, yet you heard my cry for mercy when I called to you for help. Love the Lord, all his faithful people. The Lord preserves those who are true to him, but the proud he pays back in full. Be strong and take heart, take heart, all you who hope in the Lord. So this is an interesting psalm because it has a lot of negative, you know, sadness or not super positive elements. It's not just praise. It's like, hey, dude, I'm I'm getting, I'm held in contempt by my neighbors, my best friends, dread me. It's not the most perfect, but what it really is is, I mean, it's perfect, but. What it really shows that when you're not at your perfection, you can still praise God. Faith leads to praise. Faith leads to peace, even though we can be scared in it, even when we've had terror on every side. And our definition of terror may not be the definition of David's. We may not be in a, in a home under siege, but we may be in our spirits totally under siege. So... With all of that said, I think the key from, from this is what David did. He went to God. He went to God when he was in distress. He went to God when he had his faith. And then his faith, even when his faith wasn't perfect, he was still able to walk down that path with him and have know in his heart that he was okay and was going to be protected despite the challenges. And I think what it also helps me understand is even David went through hard times, and yet he was a man after God's own heart. He was loved by God, and yet David struggled. He had issues. People tried to kill him. And so this life isn't supposed to be simple. It isn't supposed to be without challenge. But what we do need to understand, and like David, is when we're going through those things, we can turn to God. He hears us. Even though we think we're cut off, he hears us, and he loves us. And he helped take us through it. So with that, let's go ahead and close with prayer. Lord, thank you. And these are some of the hardest discussions or concepts for me to gather. Because, Lord, when I'm scared, when I'm nervous, when I'm facing all sorts of battles, knowing that you're beside me should be the greatest peace that I could ever have. And yet, Lord, I don't have that so often. So, Lord, I just pray that you would help us to understand how to grow closer to you and realize and feel you and know you are there. I just pray that you would continue to bless us in our learning and in our growth to you. I thank you for all that you've done. I pray for each person listening. I pray for their families, and I pray that you would watch over them, that you would help them to grow and love you with their whole heart, so that we can all love our neighbors as ourselves. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hey, thanks for joining me at Just a Guy and His Journey Back to God. I hope you have a great day.